You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Certainly is. And welcome to a Wednesday night edition of it. Scotty Sattler in the studio. Hello, Sats. How are you, Jace? I'm good, mate. I'm Usually good. Wednesday, there's not a lot that goes on. I know I say oh. that every week, especially in rugby league season, because uh, it's a religious day off in rugby league, but... Still plenty, plenty going on, isn't there? Today. So much going on. Yeah. So much. Anthony Seabold will be on the show, the new Manly head coach. He'll be joining us today. Sharks forward Toby Rudolph will preview the Roosters' chances for 2023. If you've never heard Toby Rudolph or seen him interviewed, he is a different cat. Enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, we don't even know whether he'll be naked uh, he tonight. He generally always is. That's <laughs> scary, mm. isn't it? Um some other things we want to uh, talk about on the subject of rugby league. The NRL cancels the preseason launch. I am peed off. Really? As a rugby league fan. Why? Beca- because it's the launch of the season. Mm. It's it's like, right, I'm getting fired up now. I I can't wait. It's great to see. It's good. You know, the good part about the NRL launch is you get to see their advertisement to for the game. So the ads that you're going to see on free-to-air TV, Channel 9, they'll be released tomorrow night at the NRL season launch, which is not going to happen now, of course. And I can see why they've mm. probably cancelled it. They don't want the game to be exposed to potential embarrassment no. by players all of a sudden around this collective bargaining agreement, whatever it may be. We all were led to believe last week it's almost ready to be signed off, um, not yet to be ratified, but it... it it says to me that the NRL don't want to be exposed to embarrassment. So let's get on the front foot. Let's not hold this event and then no players turn up. And David Gallup did in 2003 with the Dally M Awards. Players said, we're going to, we're going to boycott the, the Dally M's. And he said, you know what? I'll just call it off. Mm. So he just called it off. It's still got an asterisk next to 2003. as no official winner. Now, there's no chance that the players were never going to not go to the season launch. You know why? Why? It's time for the wags to walk the red carpet and see who's wearing who. Yeah, right. Okay. They tell them they have to go. Exactly. You want to get to the players, get to the wives. This is my time to shine. It's yeah. got nothing about you, the one that is yeah. playing each week. I got this Botox weeks ago. <laughs> exactly. So my lips would look normal. <laughs> Don't think so. Don't think so. What is the fascination with getting lips pumped up like tyres? Don't know. Seriously. <laughs> you look like an idiot. Let's be honest. Just calm down. Hey, there's a few How rugby women... league players have had Botox in their head. Yeah, I can understand that. Look at some of the heads. But mm. ladies, you're already pretty. You're already beautiful enough. You don't need to get Botox in your lips. You then look like a bike tyre. You don't need to look like a, a sea perch. <laughs> Fish. A fish. So, yeah. got, I know what a sea perch is. <laughs> the other thing I don't mention, that, that's annoying me. Just get it sorted, you two. You've got one job, NRL. You've got one job, Players Association. Fix it. So the fans can be talking positively no, NRL, about rugby league. The NRL have sat on their hands with this. Oh, I'm not a huge Rugby League Players Association, the union fan. 
I never have been. Never been a real union fan, to be honest. Um, that's just my my stance. Well, we saw you hanging out with ScoMo last election exactly. campaign. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but the NRL have really sat on their hands in yep. relation, and it doesn't surprise me. I, I feel as though they just fire up the hip sometimes. There's no planning about. Sometimes. Yeah. There's no planning. So, um, yeah, they've they've got to they've got to improve their communication lines with some of the stakeholders. Can I yell at the clouds again? Do it. Cricket. It's this gift that keeps oh. on giving. What, what's happened in the last 24 hours of you blowing up? Well, the, Andrew McDonald's told the players to take a few days off after losing. So what, 10 days between tests. the third day and the next test? No, it was 12 days between the oh, third day. Oh, so the day. extra two days they got. Yeah, so it just takes some time. I mean, we've just lost the uh, the series in just over five days. Uh, so go and take a few days off. Go and get a photo with a tiger. You know, go what would you do? In, so, what would you do in if given three days? <laughs> what would you do in India? I would find the best butter chicken, and just bathe in it with a bit of naan bread. That's what I would do wash, with a Bollywood movie on. Wash your underarms with naan oh. bread, and you chafe. <laughs> God, imagine just swimming in 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 um, butter chicken. Mm. That'd, oh, that'd be awesome. Anyway, uh, and also I just saw some interesting um, comments from. Uh, Michael DiVenuto, great batsman back in his day. He, Sheffield, yeah. Yeah, but one day is two for Australia. Mm. He kind of revolutionised, you know, scoring quickly at the top of the order. He has come out and said that the direction that the players were given were to score aggressively, right, and score quickly, which they were doing. But at no time were they instructed to sweep. This is what he's saying. Mm. So that kind of backs up what Andrew McDonald said, was that... We didn't tell them to sweep. You know, we just told them to play aggressively. And they were doing that. They were scoring at nearly five runs and over or over five runs and over at the, at, at the time. Was there a need to bat aggressively? I don't know why. It's it's a five-day game. We're at the start of day three. Yeah. And we had to bat aggressively. Yeah. you still got, what, nine sessions left. Even the Indian captain came out and said, that's not how I would have batted. He said I would have just gotten down to the pitch of the ball and hit straight, mm. which India did. You read a little bit further on, and I'm not trying to put this out of context, but in in reaction to them going away from the plan, panicking and sweeping and doing whatnot, we saw what happened. He actually said it's not all doom and gloom. Well, it is doom and gloom. Therein lies the problem with Australian cricket right now. You can't say anything bad about the performance. It is all doom and gloom. And stop saying we're not listening to outside noise because, you know what, that outside noise, your cricket fans, are the people who pay your bloody wages. They're the people that pay money for KO and Foxtel to watch this test series in India. They're the ones who buy the merchandise. They're the ones who buy the tickets to go and watch you play cricket and play it well at home. Fantastic. But don't say we're not listening to the outside noise because, you know what, that might be the truth that you need to hear. Yeah, I... I I know what you're saying, Jace, but you can't listen to outside noise. You, you, but that outside noise has got to be set in inside. If it's not, if it's not, well, that, like you're saying, that in there lies the problem. Um, yeah, it's not all doom and gloom. If you let's use a rugby league analogy, if you had lost the first two Origins in a three-match series, yeah, and the best you can possibly do is win match three to, to save a whitewash. Mm. And the New South Wales Origin coach or one of their assistant Queensland, coaches be Queensland. comes out and says, yeah. 
Listen, I know we lost the second game. I know we've lost the series. It's not all doom and gloom. Oh. We can save face in game three. Yeah. Your fans would, would tear down the stadium. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, the old Lang Park, you guys would rip that to shreds. Yeah. New South Wales wouldn't have that attitude, but you would in Queensland. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, you've won that bloody Manny. You don't need any more. You know what I mean? I'm yelling at the cloud again, <laughs> This is Sports Day. But Kia, back in a moment. Oh, by the way, up next, Manny Coach, Anthony Seabold. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. He's just waltzed into the peninsula. He's won the pre-season comp with, with Manly already. He's got 100 grand in the back pocket. Uh, he's been an SEN commentator. He's coached rugby. He's coached rugby league teams. He's done everything, this man, and he's back. Anthony Seabold, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Seabes. No, my pleasure, guys. Good to chat. Hey, uh, what happens with the 100 grand, mate? Do you get that in the front office, or what happens with that? <laughs> no, mate, no. There's, um, <laughs> it'd be nice, wouldn't it? But, no, look, um, we're going to put it to, to, to some um, you know, special projects that we... Um, yeah, we, we want to do around the club and also, um, you yeah, know, the players get um, a portion of that too, which is good for them to do some um, things with it over the over the season as well. So Yeah, um, nice. Yeah, it's, it's sort of, yeah, it's sweet accordingly. Now, as you know, Seeds, winning creates really good habits and many say that trial form and trials don't mean a lot. But when you went into the second week of the pre-season challenge and you looked at where everyone was sitting on the ladder and you got all these bonus points... Was there any discussion amongst your coaching staff and the players that it's important to win something early on before the season kicks off? Was there any discussion about that at all? Yeah, to to um, yeah, to your, to your question, so it wasn't. I think uh, a couple of players who weren't playing is a discussion for them. Um, they sort of saw that we got a couple of bonus points in the first trial game, but I've got to say, like, we, we didn't talk um, at all about. Um, you know, the the competition or, um, you know, trying to get bonus points with offloads or anything like that. Um, yeah, we went out to try and, um, I suppose, um, show some improvement from week one to week two. And, um, yeah, we worked really hard over the preseason to make some small steps in the right direction. And that was the most important thing. We just, you know, we, we saw some young guys get an opportunity. Um, and I agree, like, you know, in many ways, mate, it's almost like a um, you know, glorified sort of, um, scrimming session when you're playing trial games because players are playing in different positions or different parts of the game. But, um, yeah, it was nice to uh, have some positivity um, or, you know, um, have, uh, I suppose sell some optimism to our supporters and our members, mate, with a couple of decent performances. Or some of the glaring areas, Steve, that you identified externally, then going in and having a look at the playing group that you got and some of the systems they had in place where you felt as though you needed to have a little bit more of an influence on and making those changes at your first year back there? Yeah, it's an interesting one, Sats. I mean, um, you know, having... Look, I'm, I'm, I live in the local area here, so even though I was working with England Rugby, I was back and forth from uh, from England. And, you know, so I obviously, you know, watched the, the local team at different times. Um, you know, I saw the... the um, you know, the media around the pride jersey and, um, you know, the challenges at the back end of the year when the, when the team lost seven in a, in a row. But one thing I saw from the outside, mate, was there's a lot of young players coming through who um, are really talented. 
suppose guys like you know Josh Schuster, Tolu Kola, uh, Hamole Alakawatu, um, Keo Weeks, those types of guys came to mind. And then, you know, I saw uh, a massive amount of experience in like Dale Terry Evans, Jake Trebojevic and Tom Trebojevic. So, you know, I saw a group that had plenty of potential um, and I didn't want to sort of, I suppose, go back to the past in many ways. I just had a direction that I wanted to, or, you know, they want to try and take the club and we're right at the very beginning um, of, of where we need to get to and where we want to get to and where we, we feel we can get to. But, um yeah, it's been 14 weeks of pre-season so far. We feel as though we've made a couple of small steps, but uh, we're under no illusions about the challenges ahead, mate. Now, you mentioned a pretty important player, and he's got so much potential, Josh Schuster. Um, will he play that number six jersey? And, and if so, what's what's part of his game that he really needs to improve if he's going to dominate at that position? Oh, look, you know, Josh is, you know, I've said it from, from day one, I want to, give Josh um, you know, the opportunity in the number six jersey. He's had a really consistent pre-season. He played half a game um, you know, last week against the Roosters and I thought um, he showed you know, um, some really good signs there on the left-hand side of the field. You know, he played some decent footy to that edge and Josh was, was part of that. Um, I think the area for him to improve and I you know, see it with a lot of young blokes is you know, closing the gap between their best performance and their worst performance stats. I think mm. um, yeah, Josh is someone who's got a mix immense talent and it's like any you know young player right at the very beginning of their career um you know trying to build consistency in their game and, and josh is no different to that and, uh, as i said i've seen some really good signs over the pre-season and um yeah i've, I've really enjoyed working with him so far uh tommy Dvojevic, of course he's on everyone's lips because he's one of the most exciting players in the game but with his history of injuries and i hope i mean say a prayer for him that he's got to an age now where his body's finally worked itself out and we don't see any long-term injuries but Will you monitor his game? And what I mean by that, will in some games, if you're leading by a lot, will you take him off early? If you're behind by a lot, will you take him off early? Will you sit him out some games when if the team is is going along nicely? Um, look, it, it'd be, um, yeah, that, that's interesting. It's not, it's not something we've spoken about internally. Um, but I suppose um, you know, one of the things that we wanted, you know, we wanted to get away from and why we sent him to Bill Knowles in the States was... Um, we wanted to have a look at his running mechanics and what um, areas he needed to, um, you know, look at and drill and improve, but also um, take away any of the sort of guesswork of, of, with regards to, you know, is it his hemi, is it a running issue? So the, the diagnosis is in and around his running mechanics and his ankle stiffness in particular. So it's nothing to do with loads. Um, it'd be a great position to be in such if we're winning, uh, you know, some games and, you know, be able to bring him off early, but it's not something we've spoken about. He's been in full training for the last couple of weeks um, since his return. Uh, well, certainly the last two weeks since his return, we gave him a week to sort of just get over the jet lag and um, you know, get back, refocus again after a long, you know, plane ride. But um, we don't feel that that's necessary, and we feel as though the reconditioning done has set him up for the next half of his career. All right, mate. We appreciate it. We've got to run. Um, we'll chat to you again another time on Sports Day. Good luck this year. Good to have you back in, in Rugby League in Australia. Good to have you back with your family too. And now you can get that Malibu surfboard out again, Sebes. Exactly. Exactly, Sats. That, that's the plan, mate. To try, and, try and learn, mate. Try and learn to surf. That's <laughs> no, no, good to be home, so no, I'm looking forward to a couple of weeks' time. Anthony Seabold, thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks, appreciate Sebes. it, mate. Good on you, guys. Great to chat.
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Are we going to do the Roosters or not? Yeah, all right. I was, I was trying to get away from that. Well, I don't really care. Well, they finished sixth last year, 32 points. Mm. Um, finished a lot lower than what many expected. Uh, have a listen to this this side, potential side. Tedesco fullback, Suoliti in, in the wing with Tupo, Joey Manu and Momoroski. I think Robert Toya, this very good young teenage centre, uh, will play first grade this year. Kiri and Walker, Radley, Crichton when he returns, Egan Butcher, um, Collins, Brandon Smith, the big signing, Jared Maria Hargraves or Lodge, take your take your choice. Um, that is a that is a really good side. Yeah, good uh, good mix of youth and experience there. Oh isn't yeah, it? absolutely. What, what what impact do you think Smith will make? Massive. I think he he could be end up being the, the buy of the season. To be quite honest. Why? Well, just his impact. He's got the ability to take the game to another level. When you're looking for someone to just to find something different, just to spark an adrenaline rush, whatever it may be. He did it at Melbourne, and admittedly he did it coming off the bench a lot of the time. And he did it, you know, sharing the space with a bloke called Harry Grant, who's who's probably our best yeah, hooker in the game now. He's a bit of a throwback, but Brandon Smith, he's one of those guys that you could throw him any position in the forward pack and he would play exactly the same game. I saw some things from him in the trials that we haven't seen from him as a, a number nine, because he's been playing a little bit of lock and sometimes he's playing a little bit of front row. Uh, but I saw, saw some things from him that obviously he's worked on through the preseason, knowing he's going to wear the number nine. Um, Can he sustain that for 80 minutes? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. He always, he's one of those players he looks tired. Harry Grant's the same. Their body language says they look really tired all the time, but they they find something. Yeah, right. Yeah, so uh, where will they finish? I think they're they're definitely a – they're definitely a, maybe a top two side, okay. without a doubt. Right here. Uh, and that'll come back to injuries as well. So Tilly Tupanu, we've got to remember, he'll come back probably midway through the season. We've got great depth, um, a tremendous coach, a group of coaches actually in their side. So, yeah, they'll, they'll press really heavily for a premiership. You made a really good point yesterday. Is it the – will it be the master versus the apprentice? Is it Trent Robinson up against his good mate and former assistant coach in Craig Fitzgibbon maybe? Yeah. I reckon – I'd love to see South there, but I reckon the Roosters and, and the Sharks. They're going to be really strong, the Roosters. Absolutely. Uh, mm. They also signed Jake Turpin, who can come off the bench for 15 minutes as well. Jake Turpin. Yeah, they signed him from the Broncos. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Radio Sats, there you have it. Uh, that's our season preview of the Roosters. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here tonight. I tell you what, we, we said it earlier and we'll say it again. If you're buying selling teams off the trials, mm-hmm. you're buying as much of the Sharks as you can get. I agree. And they were impressive in the trials, but they are trials. But trials are an indication, though, of what, what you've got to work with, improvements well, you need to make. It's a good indication of the little things that you've been yep. working on for three months. Yep. i tell you what, these boys did a great job. The Sharks on the dogs uh, on the weekend. This guy from the Sharks is our favourite guest. Not I, just saying – I mean, we don't say it to many guests. I want to get a show, I want to get a segment each week called The World According to Toby. Oh, God. Can yeah. we put it to where? Probably he is not. our favourite. You know why? He's raw. Says whatever he wants to say. Toby Rudolph from the Sharks. Thanks for joining us again on Sports Day, mate. 
Thanks very much, boys. It's quite an introduction to live up to, but I'll do my absolute best. How'd you go on that trial, mate? Were you on the weekend against the doggies? Were you buggered afterwards? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the trials are always a sort of good indication of um, how pre-season meant absolutely nothing because uh, you're always completely stuffed after it, during it. Um, you can do as much pre-season training as you want, but, um, you know, the only thing that sort of gets uh, match fitness going is playing matches. So, you know, good first hit out by everyone in the team and just looking forward to round one against us now. What's Toby Rudolph doing the, in the off-season? Is it like plenty of budgie smugglers down at the Shire <laughs> and... Working on the tan lines? What what happens? No, I tend to sort of um, see as much of the world as I can. So I sort of tend to jet set and go here, there and everywhere. I went to, um, well, I started off in Perth uh, this last off season and then went to Bali and then America and then Mexico and finished in Thailand for a little training camp at the end just to sweat out oh. all the toxins and the naughty <laughs> things I was doing. So, yeah, it was um, it's just sort of good to just you know get out, see the world, become a global citizen. It's always good to sort of you know for personal growth to travel and see new cultures and experience new things. Yeah, mate, you might as well. You get that little bit of time off at the end of the season. You've got a ton of cash in the bank. You might as well go out and see the world. Where did you go in Mexico? It's, please tell me you didn't go to Cancun. Please. I actually, yeah, no, I did. I did. I did go to Cancun. That was the first place that was sort of brought up and you know, I just sort of jumped at it, thinking it was going to be unreal. Mm. Um, and pretty much, it's just the Gold Coast, but a worse version of it in Mexico. <laughs> so not, not... Hey, now the game yesterday, um, great effort. Also, um, Belmore Oval. Is that the first time you've played at Belmore? Uh, I think I played there when I was um, in reserve grade yeah, for the okay. Sydney Bears, the mm. Mighty Bears, back in the day. Um, but yeah, first time playing there at an NRL capacity, and the first time I played there for you know five plus years or so. So. Suburban grounds are always unreal to play at. You know, you get that sort of, you know, it's a bit more of a feeling in there, a bit more of a vibe, electricity is in the air and all that. So, you know, it's a very good ground to play at and good to get the uh, the win, even though it was just a trial against the Dogs. Yeah, nice. Good crowd there yesterday as well. Now your coach, Craig Fitzgibbon, one of the world's greatest guys, um, looks like Skeletor of um, <laughs> Masters of the Universe. But in saying that, I've read the stories, Toby, about how he likes on game day, he likes to go do a role and he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu and... Uh, we've spoken to him about it, haven't we, mm. on air? Have any of the players gone on roll with him and you know, their version of sparring as if you were doing boxing? Have you ever been for a roll with him in jiu-jitsu? Um, I actually was uh, late to an early session um, at the start of pre-season and my punishment was to get completely folded in the cardio room and then uh, the post-punishment was a wrestle with him and even worse with uh, Cam McGuinness. So... Um, not the funnest time I've ever had, and it kind of felt like an anaconda constricting me at every turn that uh, I would try and take. So it was kind of a weird feeling, but I also kind of liked it. I <laughs> <laughs> hear hey, you're living with at the moment. Like, have you got a have you got a roommate? Yeah, living with my brother at the moment, but um, he spends a lot of his time in Bali. He's got a few businesses over there, so he just sort of travels back and forth as he pleases and. Leaves the house um, all to myself for me, which is quite nice. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's good living with him. And he also pays half the rent the whole time, which is really nice. Oh, yeah. good He stats. hasn't got a tattoo parlour, has he? Toddy Carney's got a tattoo parlour in Bali. Yeah, no. Um, he, he did have one, but he sold it off because he just thought it was just you know, too much work, too hard. I actually think he was involved with Todd Carney in that tattoo parlour. Okay. But then he just, maybe it was Todd Carney he couldn't deal with. Who knows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, in relation to your depth at the club, uh, Toby, outstanding depth. But I saw that kid for the first time yesterday, son of the great New Zealand great Kevin Iroh or Kevin Eero. 
uh, Kale era. He looks really impressive. Yeah, he is. He's a very impressive young man. Um, he played. He got his debut last year. Played one game for us. Got thrown in on the wing. Um, he's, he's really a centre back role. Never really played too much footy there um, in that reserve grade level. But yeah, he, he shines whenever he touches the ball. He's just a you know dynamic, powerful kind of um, stocky guy with a bit of footwork and a bit of fitness and a bit of go about him as well. So. Um, I think you'll be seeing him throughout the year um, if injuries sort of go his way and all that. Now, we're going to put you under the pressure here. This, the blowtorch, Sports Day blowtorch, some, uh, some answers about teammates and uh, former teammates. Answer them any way you like. Now, Toby Rudolph, you had two tickets to the best sporting event. Let's, let's use Super Bowl. You're over there for a week and you got two tickets, one for you, one for one of your teammates, one of your former teammates. Who gets the other ticket and why? Ooh... That's a really tough one. Um, off the top of my head, I'd like to take possibly maybe Sam Burgess just because he's a very, very good time. And um, <laughs> Although I didn't play with him, I still consider him a teammate. Yep. Um, uh, and he's just an all-around good bloke. And, you know, he, he could uh, he could use a, a trip to the Super Bowl with me, I think. I think he'd do doing wonders for, for his, uh, his mental state. Yeah, he's a good <laughs> fella. He's a good fella. Now, Craig Fitzgibbon said... If when we asked him this question, which player would you mute for 24 hours? He said it was Toby Rudolph. So who would Toby Rudolph mute for 24 hours? Oh, without a doubt, I have to say Craig Fitzgibbon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one of your teammates has to get on stage and entertain the room at some comedy club for 10 minutes. Get up there and tell jokes outside of yourself. And you again, you've been voted on a number of occasions. Mm. Former teammate, current teammate that could get up there for ten minutes and keep the crowd engaged. Well, I'd probably choose Nico Hines just because, not because he's funny, but because he'd just rap out and uh, probably start sweating on stage and freaking out. And I'd really enjoy to watch that. I'd probably pay good money to watch that. Um, but if we're talking pure comical value, yep. um, uh, you know what, Cam McGinnis has. Some unreal dad jokes, and also he's got a head you can laugh at in himself. Oh, so please, yeah, great tooth, yeah, yeah. great tooth. Oh god, radio. Uh, Toby Rudolph. No refuse. I'll, I will. I'll parade my house naked. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, mate. Listen, thanks for your time. Good luck this year, and we love chatting to you on Sports yeah, Day. You're a good man. Thanks, boys. Really appreciate having me on as always. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Uh, Welcome back to a little bit more cricket news, if you don't mind. Uh, Hazelwood has returned home. He won't be bowling in India. Again, why did he go Mm -hmm. with a crook Achilles? I I don't know. Well, hang on a sec. They've taken Hazelwood injured. They've taken Ashton Agar, who hasn't played a game yet, and flew over another spinner. Yep. It's Cam Green injured. Cam Green injured. Stark injured. Strange. Strange. Four players or three players went over injured. Mm. And, yeah, incredible. Absolutely incredible. I've heard that Agar lost um, lost form bowling actually in the nets. And that's why – You don't were... lose form bowling in the nets. Well, they didn't like what they saw. Mm. They didn't like what they saw. So I haven't liked what I've seen from Agar – uh, for a couple of years. Yeah. One one day is in T20s all right. But again, he took one for 100 and shield mm. this year in two innings. How does that get you selected in the Australian side? I, I don't know. I, I absolutely don't know. Um, 
Hazelwood's going to try and get himself ready for the World Test Championship. That's if we make it. That's if we make it, yeah. If we lose 4-0 to India, which we will, make no doubt about it, we will lose 4-0 to India. And then if the Kiwis get beaten, I think, 3-0. By Sri Lanka? Yep. Yeah. We're out. We're that, out. Mm. New Zealand have got to be playing pretty poor to be beaten 3-0 by Sri Lanka. Davies home as well, by the way. Warner's home. So I'm not disappointed in that. I'm not slagging off Dave Warner. He's gonna he's got a hairline fracture in the elbow or and something. concussion. And so he's but he's hoping to be back for the one dayers um over in why would you bother? Just stay home, get yourself fixed, and if you're going to the ashes day. Especially Warner, when your form is really ordinary overseas. Yeah, it's, what's yeah. the point? It's just gonna damage his his confidence. Mm. Um, he's got to get himself pre- prepared if he gets selected for the Ashes, where he also struggles in England. He struggles against that Duke ball. So he's got a bit of work to do. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen isn't rushing his return with a superstar denying claims. He'll be back by about round eight. Yeah, there was some um, some reports that he'd be back around round six to round eight. He's saying no. No, it, 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 more like round 10 or round 12. Of course, he smashed his kneecap last year. That's a... It's nearly like a, a full knee reconstruction, the time he's going to have to have off. Yep. Uh, Dean Liramia, is that right? Liramia. Liramia. He's their rookie of the year last year, the he's Northern out. Storm. Yeah, he's done his ACL. Gone yep. for the season. And the other big news is that Christian Welch has been named captain of the Storm for this year. Yeah, good. And, yeah, that's that's an obvious selection. It's an outstanding selection, actually. Mm. He's a bloody good person, isn't he? Oh, he's highly articulate. He's intelligent. He, he's, got, he's a clean skin. He can't win favourite son of the year, though. No, his brother always beats him. And Josh uh, Schuster, too, has been ruled out of round one due to a calf injury and should be back for round three. Yep. Well, does that make him ruled out of round two as well? No, they get the bye, right? They reckon, yeah. Nah, yeah, they got the bye round two. What about the West High? Uh, no, Dragons have got the bye round one. You're all lamped up, I ready know. to go, and you got the bye. Dragons, did you say? Dragons, yeah. yeah. They probably need it, to be honest. Well, they'll start in about June, won't they? That's when their season <laughs> kicks off. Unbelievable. Uh, this is Sports Day. Back in a moment with uh, a weather forecast and our last blast. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Time to check out the weather for New Farm Australian through and through. If you're listening in Emerald, it's perfect. Oh, home perfect of... Uh, Great Queensland winger, uh, Emerald Tigers, Alan McIndoe. There you go. Mm-hmm. Isn't he administrator as well? Don't know. Wasn't he? Don't know. Okay. Great May guy. have him mixed up with someone else. Uh, perfect tomorrow. Clear skies. Are you skies. talking about John McEnroe? <laughs> or no? No. No, I wasn't. Top of 33 conditions won't change for the Mountain Bike Club meet at the Botanic Gardens on Saturday from 7 a.m. Glad it's early. Because if you're getting 33 degrees, don't you? you don't be riding be on that warm bike. warm out towards Emerald. Springshore, all those areas out there. Now, can I just ask a favour of yep. all of our listeners in Emerald, particularly those participating in the mountain bike club meet? Don't get around your cafe, your coffee shop in your Lycra with your junk sticking out mm. afterwards. We don't want to see it. And we know you're not sponsored. That sponsorship gear on your suit, you can just get that from Kmart, all right? So just be nice to people. All right, and take those stupid shoes off. The clicking shoes. Yeah. Do you want anything else you want? You're not a tap dancer. And you know when the cyclists when they come to a red light, not that there's a lot of red lights in Emerald. No, but but when they try and balance on the wheel. Yeah. Turn the wheel around and. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, just put it's, your foot down. Yeah. Take your stupid shoe out of your pedal. Actually, I don't think mountain bike uh, people do that, by the way. No. No, so we do apologise. We yep. got that wrong. Snags will be on offer with all the latest trial information. Alan McIndoe, Emerald Tigers, you talked about that as well. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, uh, Australian through and through. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day. Wouldn't you love to have this sort of money? Liverpool, the famous EPL side. Well, their owner is emphatically denied the rumours that the club is up for sale. Now, it was nearly in receivership a number of years ago before the owners of the Boston Red Sox, the baseball team, yep. came in and bought them for £300 million, about 520-odd million Australian. And so for the last, for thir- that was 13 years ago, and now Forbes magazine values Liverpool at $6.5 billion. What? That's amazing. That's an incredible amount of money. Mm. Hey, how would they go in the Champions League this morning? Don't know. They, don't they know. were up 2-1 at half time. No. I th- mm. You looked that up. Keep talking. But they also own um, Boston Red Sox this. That's what I said. Oh, you did say that, didn't just you? Just listen. Right. I'm just trying to drag it out while you bloody look for the thingo. Liverpool got beaten 5-2. Jeez, they're up 2-1. By Real Madrid. There you have it. Real wow. Madrid. As real. A po- no, it's real. Oh, it's real. It's real. fake one. Yeah. yeah. Ah, well, and who else? What was the other result in the uh, Champions League this morning? Sat, you got that there as well. There was Benfica 2 0 ga- against Club Bruges. There you go. Uh, and you've got Man City. They're playing tomorrow morning on Stan at 7 o'clock in the morning. Who are they playing? They're playing RP Leipzig. Okay, and they're obviously from uh, Germany. Somewhere around there. Or are they uh, one of those Eurovision uh, <laughs> Bands. duos? Yeah, and Dortmund beat Chelsea 1 0. There you go. There All you right, go. that's your latest soccer update. Jack, if you're on your flight, if you finally got out of customs, got your shorts back on, you <laughs> may love that. Because he can listen on, I think he's flying Emirates. So oh, you can okay. actually hear that. Mm. He'll be streaming uh, our show. He was last seen walking very uncomfortably onto the plane. And a red face. But a smile. <laughs> Surprising. We're going to go. This is bad. We'll be back tomorrow night. See you then. See ya. <laughs>